Hi there. Welcome to Building a Podcast. And we are here today with our esteemed guest, Matt Mellish. Thank you so much for being here, Matt. Hey, thank you for and having I am, me. It's a pleasure. Yes. It's so wonderful to have you here. Uh, I am Obi-Wan Kenobrix. And we have also our, our two usual hosts, Maticus Bricks and Brick Chef. Hello. Yeah, pretty awesome. Today we're actually all here in the same place again, which uh, it has been a number of weeks, probably since our second episode that we have all been on the same episode together. So it's a very exciting reunion. You also notice that we have our Building a Podcast swag on, our shirts. So these shirts are available along with some <laughs> other ones. Uh, yeah, you know, that one looks a little different on yours. Uh, <laughs> didn't get our memo. Come on. Memo. Yeah, sorry about that. That's a faux pas. But yeah. yeah, these are available through our shop. And if you go to our link tree or our beacons, I apologize, the shop link is in there. So feel free to pick up one for the whole family. We also have hoodies and things like that and mugs. So, you know, good time the to shop. The holiday season is holidays, coming. Yeah. It's the holiday season. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> says I love like so, building a podcast mug. Yes, exactly. So on the docket for today, we have some exciting news to share in our news segment, which Ethan will be covering momentarily. And then we will jump right into our interview segment since we have such a wonderful guest here today. So let's go ahead without any further ado and provide you our news. Yes, getting right into the news. Uh, yet again, another busy week uh, reveals. So we have a newly revealed set. It is the Eiffel Tower. Lego has now been doing a very large-scale icon set every year on Black Friday now. This is the third year consecutively that they'll be doing this. And this year we have the Eiffel Tower, which will be the new largest Lego set. It's coming with 10,001 pieces. What are your guys' thoughts on this off the bat? I love that it had to be 10,001. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. It's the brick separator. <laughs> Exactly. It's just really. Oh man. Well, I, I think that the elephant in the room on that is it is definitely like very large is the understatement of the year. How tall is that, Ethan? Uh, it comes out to fifty-eight inches, which is just under five feet. I think wow. it's like four eight. I think. I mean, I know yeah. people shorter than that. I, I mean, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey. it's well. You know. <laughs> so yeah, there's the the measurements for it. Almost two feet at its base. And I think its base is made of road plates. Uh, I think it's, I think, five <laughs> by five road plates. So if you have road plates, Holy you want to see if you have room for it. There, There's how you can do it. Just arrange five by five. And that's how big the base of it's going to be. Massive. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how you would display this, to be honest. Like... I mean, I mean a, you get a coffee table. <laughs> a lot of the promotional pictures are like yeah. it's just on the floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, it's like by the fireplace. He's walking by. Oh, what is that? I mean, <laughs> I'm not even putting it on that coffee table because, like, I'm gonna wh where do I put my coffee? It's gonna spill. I'm gonna completely oh, yeah. ruin this beautiful, expensive, <laughs> extravagant set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it feels like. It, I'm sorry. It feels like in these photos as well. Um, like they are looking for a place to put it even in the yeah. video that lego posted because they have it like on the coffee table where he built it they have it by the fireplace with that's clearly never had a fire in yes it. They, right, right. they have it by the back door in the video it's like <laughs> some kid is going to open that door up and it's just going to go flying Ten thousand one pieces yeah. all over the floor <laughs> i don't think this is a set for people who have children uh, yeah no, no. Um, or pets yeah Oh, yeah, already imagine dusting we'll that see, thing. We'll see what my yeah. cats do with it because I'm definitely going to get it. 
I'm just picturing recreating like that scene in Despicable Me where he's like, and we stole the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> the small one for Vegas. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like Please your own TikTok. Vegas yes. Tower. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I do want to exactly say, it. you know, aside from all of the impracticalities of it, it really is a feat and a testament of what the brick is capable of. It's Just incredible. as much as the actual Eiffel Tower was a feat of architecture, I think it's a real landmark for what Lego has become. It is a five feet, actually, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this set is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's I remarkable. Think it, it looks, it's probably not going to be very fun to put together. But, um, <laughs> I don't be. know. I mean, I think that looks interesting. Yeah, let me just ask this, like, Could any of you as a kid, you know, looking through your Lego magazine or whatever, could you have imagined this was coming as an no. adult? No. <laughs> Such a yeah, good point. no. Such a good point. Uh, yeah, Especially it, because it like, wasn't even possible then. It differs so much from the first one, too. Like, the first yeah. one was so blocky, whereas this yeah, has so. a lot of, like, structural, architectural detailing. I... I'm surprised by the lack of Technic. I mean, you can see where there yeah. is some in order to connect the four pieces together that make up the full tower, but mm -hmm. those beams don't even connect to anything. Yeah, even then, it's it just looks wild. like it's resting and they just rest over on top of each other, each piece. Well, it's like there's so much exposed on it with the girders or whatever you want to call those. Um, it's like you would see all that, I feel like. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's a really lot impressive. of like. Just like one by plate and like bars, bars well, and like the bar tapering. connector pieces. Yeah. And oh, it's it just done by, it's that, gosh, I'm really bad with technical part names, but it's the clip piece with the, the mm -hmm. circle at one end so it can right. bend in different yeah, directions. Yeah. Now it's looking to me like a lot of those aren't locked into place by anything. Now, does this go from being, you know, a really messy display to being perfect if you have your bar alignment off by just a little bit? Mm. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's gonna be a question for when we put it together, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's like gosh, one by one tiles, but this you can't oh, like make no. clean with a brick separator or yeah, anything you like have that. The, right. I'm just noticing the roller coaster. The underside. Track. Did they use a roller coaster? They did. Yeah. Oh roller my gosh! Track right there in that matte silver yep. color. That is so amazing. So that's how they got the angular look to it. Yeah, I mean. That's right to my earlier point. Like this was physically not possible to make something like this oh. even five or six years ago because the pieces didn't exist. A lot of them, the yeah, uh, no. the way they've added these new elements, it just makes so much more possible. And anyone who says like, why do they keep on adding new elements? Um, I mean, this is why because it expands exponentially the number of of options you have and and their ability to be creative. Absolutely. I just don't know. Like, I think this is the problem for a lot of people too. For myself. You know, we have such big Lego collections and there comes a point where there's not enough space for it all. And right. this would certainly take up a lot of room. And oh, yeah. It's like, do I put it on the floor? It's even hard to like put on a table. It has to have its own place, much like the Falcon. Mm -hmm. Or the oh. gunship so wide with the right. wingspan on it. Right. Yeah. So I'll ask this. You're a new part of land, Matt. Is yes. this something you want them to send to you? So this is not something that I would build on my own. And being that you've graciously brought up that I have, in fact, been inducted, I would love to get more sets that I wouldn't buy, like offhandedly, mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. like get a feel for it and give people an accurate review. Like mm -hmm. it would be really cool to receive 
I haven't, and I probably won't unless I use it with the additional support that they give me. It would be really nice for someone like you to review, though, and give people an accurate, definitive answer as to what your thoughts are, because it seems like a daunting build. It seems repetitive. It doesn't necessarily look like it would fit in a room well, but until you have it in hand, you're not going to know those answers. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to try and pick it up as soon as I possibly can. Um, nice. Obviously, Lego sets are not cheap, and that one is not cheap. Um, yeah. Well, and I've been getting that's... a lot of expensive uh, ones lately. I got the Star Destroyer recently because I needed it mm -hmm. before it retired, and then I, I didn't want to wait to get the Razor Crest just because I liked it so much. So it's it's definitely i'll be getting it as soon as i can well i can't wait to see the video on it your build video for the razor crest was really enjoyable i can't wait to see like your follow-up on that with the more detailed stuff oh yeah because yeah, i mean with those big ones you have to split it up like that because oh there's yeah, no way to show everything that's going on with oh, yeah. the finished product and adequately show what's going on in the build and just like one video because TikTok, you know limits you so yeah, well, you don't want to compress down like 10 hours of work into 30 seconds. It'll look like... Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm thinking that the biggest challenge for you filming the Eiffel Tower build is going to be positioning your camera in the right place so that you Maybe have it, so you frame. don't have to move it further back after it gets built. You know, I mean, you're going to start out and it's going to be up close and then you like, you keep getting taller and taller. I don't yeah, know. I think the <laughs> advantage I'll have is that you definitely, it looks like you build it in chunks. I'm imagining mm -hmm. they're going to do something like they did with the Titanic where there's the three internal boxes that mm -hmm. do the three different parts of the ship. And that worked to my advantage with the Titanic because it was like, I have to get one shot at the end where I connect all three of them, but I can build each individual part, but I'm already like horrified of like how i'm gonna have to film that because like it's just <laughs> so big because every time yeah. the titanic was such a fiddly thing and the star destroyer was really hard to do and then they just keep getting bigger so it's like <laughs> every time i think that i've figured out a way to adequately accommodate something that large they just like make it even bigger <laughs> you might need a fisheye lens for this one i don't know oh. <laughs> definitely a wide angle at least well, yeah a, a drone in the air just like <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Have you seen a little movie called When Harry Met Sally? Yes. Yes, I have. So, for those who don't know, Harry lives in inexplicably the most gorgeous apartment in all of uh, Manhattan. <laughs> uh, and he's somehow in this penthouse suite. He has these huge arching windows, really high ceilings, and it's mostly empty. Uh, like Harry's apartment is what I envision as the ideal space for this Eiffel Tower. Yes. Because <laughs> it's not a normal home. It's like you have this huge space and it's like, yeah, that would look great on your mantle. Like where you, the ceiling is still like 20 feet away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Lego gallery room. You'd yeah. also need his Billy Crystal's money to afford this thing. Uh, so. No kidding. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> I'm curious. Is this something you, you've clearly said that you, you would like to buy it. Um, Mr. Lego Chef, Mr. Brick Chef. I'm sorry, but uh, Maticus and Obi Wan Kenobricks, aka Thomas. Would you like to buy this? Is this something that you would like to pick up? If money were no option, and I had a distinct place to put it, because I know uh, it's definitely something that my girlfriend would really like, as mm. huge and exorbitant as it is. 
and that maybe I would, you know, can be able to convince her to have Lego on display in our future yeah. home this way. <laughs> but, um, you know, other than that, no, uh, I don't think it's something that I would personally buy just because it's not practical. Yeah, I get that. I mean, having the uh, orchids and the bouquets and stuff like that and the skylines is how I've convinced my wife to, you know, slowly allow Lego into the other parts of the home. Now we have the Friends Central Perk and the apartments and the Fab Five Law in the dining room and you know it's still growing a little bit you know quietly moving and creeping <laughs> but yeah i <laughs> given the opportunity for the eiffel tower i of course wouldn't you know pass it up but you know it's not it, it's really more like a practicality issue for me as i think we've all kind of expressed to a degree there I, i'm just casting around and I, I can't imagine a place that i would safely and like adequately display it i mean there's just i want to do it justice i don't want to like stick it in the corner you know or or like build it and then you know put it in the closet you know (laughs) so like where else gonna put it you know i i don't know so it's it's um i feel like there are a lot of other sets that i want to prioritize prior to them being retired and so you know maybe if it's around for a few years then i'll have the opportunity for it but otherwise i probably am just not going to be able to, but I'll be able to enjoy seeing other people build it, which is just, you know, really nice too. <laughs> I'm really agree, interested to see it on display at my Lego mm-hmm. store at the very least. Right. Same, same. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah where are they going to put it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, in the middle of the, the wall. Question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right in the middle of the store. It has like its right. own stand. I mean, who knows? Maybe <laughs> they would kind of need it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful set. But yes. So I think that's enough Eiffel Towering for right now. I guess, yeah. We'll move into our second portion of the news for today. We're going to keep it a little bit brief, but VIP stuff. It's a big VIP Lego yeah. extravaganza happening. So this weekend is going to be double VIP points. So that's going to be online and in store. Just do note that some products are occasionally excluded from the double VIP points, especially the very new stuff. So mm-hmm. that may be the case this time around. They never have a specific list or anything. So just be wary of that. Then for gift with purchases, we have multiple, I guess they're doing early access gift with purchases now. So the VIPs are going to be getting early access to three gift with purchases during this weekend. So that'll pair perfectly with double points. The cheapest one you're going to be getting is a very interesting one. They've been doing more of these like non Lego gift with purchases. Currently we have the coasters, but now we're going to have a baking set. So that is like a cookie tray and a some cookie cutters or a baking tray, sorry, and then cookie cutters. So it's a very interesting non-Lego gift with purchases. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I love it. I want to make Lego cookies. I know, right? And like little Lego cakes with the baking tray. Yeah, I know. I was looking at that. Well, I like the cookie cutters. They, I, I feel like it's the exact same, and I want to see it in person, but I feel like it's the exact same as like the minifig accessory packs. Yes. You know? like, the little plastic part, in yeah. which I saved all of them, of course. Now I can make like ice minifigures, you know. Um, I see people do that yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. I had thought I had seen somewhere that the baking set was only available with certain purchases, but I, I'm not really sure. It doesn't specifically mm. say. Yeah, I mean... Like certain sets. We'll find out. Like well, but you should be able to more. tell is you know when you add items to your cart, it should tell you if you qualify for it. Yeah, yeah. This just brings us to a product page. So yeah, mm-hmm. it is something I would really like if they could, uh, you know, if it is available. Definitely, yeah. It's kind of like a little fun non-Lego part. <laughs> what are your thoughts, uh, Mr. Mellish? I like it, 
I like the blanket as well. I think it's fun to get other things that aren't just yes. Lego. Yeah, um, definitely. But at the same time, like I feel like it's something that a lot of people would like to just buy. There you go. Own, yes, exactly. Pay sixty five dollars for it. At least <laughs> that's my personal opinion. Like, if I'm looking to get a gift with purchase, it's going to be for something that's like really unique. I like the duck. Honestly, like something oh, like that. Yes. Yeah. But for just the baking set or just a blanket, it's like I think I'm gonna wait this one out. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely interest in the non Lego, you know, or non non building bricks type of items. Like right. as evidenced from the partnership with Target last year, that was really cool. Um, I, I don't know how well that fared, you know, on you know, the right. market there, but Everything sold out at my stores. I couldn't get the things I wanted. I wish they would do that again. I know. Yeah, they might. I have those coasters. Those are one of my favorite parts. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of the mugs. I have one of the shirts. I think they're awesome. So I would like to see more, you know, Lego stuff in in IRL, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That duck Um, is great, though. So, yeah, we'll get to that because it's more than just a duck. Oh, but let's we'll, we'll stick with the winter elf scene. So this very much pairs with last year's Christmas gift. It was um, Santa's front yard. Very weird name, but it, it kind of matches that. So that's with 170. So if you're getting that one, you're automatically getting the baking set. And then I think the one with the most intrigue is this. So it's not just the duck. It is the full gift with purchase name is the tribute to the Lego house. And this is with $250 or more. So the duck is just one of the five builds that it comes with so these are all lego house exclusive sets that you could only buy at the lego house these are full-on sets but these are mini builds of five of those sets so what do we have here yeah so we have the the duck the brick molding machine the lego house itself so there's a lego Mm -hmm. architecture set of the lego house so there's a mini build of it then you have the tree of creativity and then the dinosaurs these are really really cool what are your guys's thoughts definitely something for more of a like extreme hardcore lego fan who's Mm -hmm. interested in knows what lego house is i think we fall under that category (laughs) yeah i I think that's why they priced it at that point as well for like that tier of gwp because the like the more cursory you know casual fan is not going to probably know what that is or why that's significant so you know pricing it at that higher tier you have the people who are consistently buying lego and are into lego community and and they're into all the the stuff that is lego and they're going to know what that is and they're going to be spending that much anyway so that's right that's my thought (laughs) yeah i mean manicus right off the bat you said you wanted it what makes you so interested in it because i love this company so much and everything that they've done it is more than just a product for me. It was more than just a toy. It's more than just Star Wars. It's more than just Marvel. Lego is for me all encompassing. And this represents a place that I really hope to travel to someday, Lego House. And it has a lot of these features about the company's history, like the duck. So it really speaks to what I love as a fan. So I feel like it's something that makes me feel special. It is unique as a Lego VIP. It feels exclusive. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, no, I want it just because I can't have those sets to begin with. So I'll take a mini one. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. see. I might I know if, if I ever travel to the Lego house, I'm going to set aside a lump sum. I'm going to calculate it. And I'm going <laughs> to yes. buy as many of those exclusive sets as I can yes. while I'm there. Best and then give us all a discount on them. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, moving right along. Uh, there's just some various things going on with VIP. There's this promotional uh, set that you can get if you redeem the points. However, that's always a little finicky as you redeem it. And then it gives you a code, so you still have to purchase something to actually get mm -hmm. the reward from it. Um, but I think the more notable thing, they don't really put it in big, bold print, but there is a five times double VIP points offer happening right now. It is in-store only, and it is from the 15th to the 28th of November and it is applying to only certain sets. So you can get five times the VIP points you would normally get on the following sets, the Atari 2600, the Hogwarts Express collector's edition, the loop coaster, the Technic Ferrari Daytona, the Chevrolet Camaro, the black Panther bust, the pickup truck, and then the Batman Batmobile. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So like, for example, the Atari 2600, that's $260, If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that roughly translates to about 15, little less than $15 in VIP points. Times that by five, you're looking at like $70 in VIP points. It's 240 yeah, that's, that's not nothing. Yeah, so a little bit less than like $12 in VIP right. points. Times five is like 60 bucks. I think for yeah. the Hogwarts Express, it's about 100 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's yep. crazy. That's substantial, yeah. That's wild. I wonder if this... This is small print here at the end of the page. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is a direct relation to those sets not selling well, to there being somewhat of an overstock for them. I wonder what exactly inspired them to do this. Yeah, yeah those specific ones, yeah. Yeah, because they don't do any things like this very often because that's like a heavy no. buyback. And then it's willing to note as well within the VIP program, the reward center. Um, so the same place that you would go to redeem your VIP points for this promo, you can go and get discounts on all these sets. So it yes. would be the equivalent to the amount of VIP points you would get from buying it in store. Instead, for literally like 100 VIP points, I can redeem an $100 off coupon for like the Hogwarts Express. They've seemingly done it on both fronts, just in like two weird different ways. That's then you're also getting double points off of what you do spend. Yes, exactly. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Wow. So lots of stuff happening with Lego right now. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, no <things>. kidding. <laughs> Interesting times for sure that we live in with Lego. <laughs> a good yeah. time to yeah, be an man. April, mostly. It is, yeah. All right. No, especially in the especially in the brick talk community. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's gonna wrap up news for this week. A little bit shorter. I mean short-ish, but we short are going to be skipping over the element of the week and we're going to be getting into our awesome guest, Matt Mellish. That photo is like my senior photo in high school. <laughs> you, do you want to know where I got that? <laughs> My Facebook? <laughs> I, I got it from your LinkedIn profile, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> you stalker. Oh. I, well, you know what? I, I searched Google for Matt Mellish, and I was like, oh, that one looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was before the beard. That was for yeah. uh, my second wave of puberty, I think. 
<laughs> on Facebook, it still it still feels like I'm dating my ex girlfriend from high school. So oh don't gosh. don't go to my personal Facebook page. Go to my um, actual like content creator page. Yeah, is all that stuff still there? <laughs> yeah, I need to clean up probably at some point. <laughs> I can see that's a high priority. <laughs> now, now you know. Now that I'm in yeah. the Lego Ambassador Network, it might be time to go delete some some posts. Uh, but <laughs> no, I yeah. honestly, it sounds weird. I like keeping all that there. It it sounds weird, but I I it doesn't bother me. Like I'm way past a lot of things in, at this point in my life, and it, mm-hmm. it's nice to look back and have that time capsule for where I came from, and now. That I know where I am, like I can compare the two. That's right. Very nice. That's pretty cool. All right. So I think we're going to kick off our interview portion. Um, this is going to be very Matt heavy. We're going to find out lots of fun stuff about Matt. We're going to start it off light and simple and basic. Matt, what is your favorite Lego theme? <laughs> well, for me, it's it's pretty simple, but like, I don't know, might be more complex for other people. Clearly, with what is primarily most consistent in my collection, it's Star Wars sets. That's kind of where the passion for Lego came from in the first place, because I am always a Star Wars fan throughout the different phases that I've viewed Star Wars in my life, whether that be, you know, as a kid watching the originals and prequels through the Clone Wars, and then now with the sequels and new Disney era, Disney Plus series. So, like, when I'm a Lego fan, I feel like it's constantly fueled by also simultaneously being a Star Wars fan and then vice versa. Like Lego feels Star Wars and Star Wars feels Lego. Um, I do like Marvel as well when they actually depict sets <laughs> from <the> films. Uh, <laughs> wow. But, but that's, that's yeah. because just like I'm an MCU yeah. fan. I'm, Mm-hmm. I, you know, I never yeah. read the original Marvel comics. I'm not much of a comics fan. I'm a Star mm-hmm. Wars comics fan. It's just like I only have so much time to be a fan for so many things. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I like Pirates of the Caribbean a lot too, and Disney. So those things weigh in for me. But like now that I am, am in land, it would be nice to branch out a little bit. I think and just kind of absorb other themes. Like I picked up a couple classic space sets from Facebook Marketplace. Those Ooh. rock. Like I yes. enjoy the old stuff, the oh, retro good. stuff. So a little bit of everything, but mainly Star Wars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, can we drill it down a little further than that then also and say Before if it. you had to pick a favorite set, do you have a favorite set? Whether you so, own it or not, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to clarify on this one. So <laughs> does it, <laughs> yeah. Does it have to be for the model? Or like for what it means to me in my Lego journey, because those are two completely different answers, in my opinion. What are, you know what? And actually, that's kind of the answer that uh, Maticus gave when we overviewed our top ten. Um, so let's be a little bit more specific and, and actually say, okay. let's do each of those. So, yeah. what's oh, your favorite boy. overall build? I want both. But then, like, what's the most significant set to you? So we'll we'll take you know part A first of like favorite build overall. Right. I kind of self sabotage my myself with that one ah. but um <laughs> i think for for build wise you know i have so many sets in my backlog that i know are going to like <laughs> be up there for me I'm trying to think honestly if there's anything that i've already built that i would say like would mash i have the ucs Falcon in my backlog the disney castle the atat 
<clears throat> Star Destroyer. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I, I have a lot Ooh. of stuff that I have not yet built because of space <laughs> issues and like me having moved around so many times in the past few years. Honestly, I really like my pirate ships. New, new wise, I think like the Guardian ship is definitely up there in terms of like the quality of the model for me mm-hmm. because it's a great price. It's the same like quality of a UCS set, just not blown up to proportion that it could be. I really like that set a lot. It was a fun build as well with all the de- different little details along the way. But for me personally, like the set that means the most to me is, I mean, you can kind of see it, but it's my Death, Death Star. Um, that's the original one, mm-hmm. not the remake. So when I was, oh, I think this was like 2008. No, probably after that. I can't remember exactly. Probably 2008, 2009. It feels so long ago. I can't believe it's 2023 almost. Um, I, yeah, but I, <laughs> I feel like an old man. But yeah. back then, you know, it seemed impossible for me to want to spend $400 on a set, let alone to earn that amount of money to be able to spend on a Lego set. <laughs> and I can specifically remember this is also a big Lego regret for me, one of the biggest. So that, if that was a question coming up, this will answer it. Um, <laughs> I was sitting at my kitchen table with my Lego magazine opened up and my mom is over my shoulder and I'm showing her like, Oh, I really want this one. And it's the drop ship <laughs> and ATOT for $250. Mm. Oh, and on yes. the next page is the death star. And she's like, well, this one, you know, it's a little bit more in price. Obviously it's $400. Why don't you just save up for that one and get the, either the biggest one in the catalog. And mm-hmm. I'm like, my mom is telling me to buy the Death Star. Like, <laughs> $400 Lego set. And I think her like goal in doing this was to kind of get me out of collecting. <laughs> so by having the biggest thing, that worked. there's no more that he That'd could ever it. want. Yeah. Why, well, why right? should he keep buying more? What's the point? And so <laughs> I miraculously saved up for the Death Star, doing a lot of different things including chores, emptying my couch cushions, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I learned the value of a dollar and I finally did buy that set. And I can specifically remember, you know, wanting to wait to build it like one bag a day. I would not go past <laughs> that no matter how much I wanted to. I sorted Passive self-control. Seriously. I sorted each bag. <laughs> like I wanted to get the most out of my money for it, but obviously <sighs> I really regret not buying the dropship in eight years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that one's gotten very expensive. We'll say Benatar or the Guardianship. Great choice. Nice. Now, do you remember what first drew you to Lego? Like, how did you become Matt Mellish Lego fan? <laughs> oh boy, um, origin story here. <laughs> well, I think well, I a think radioactive Matt Mellish... lab. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, I was on a field trip. By a radioactive Uh, (laughs) Yes, that's where I was going. (laughs) So I think think Matt Mellish Lego fan and Matt Mellish are so tied together. Like, who I am as a person and my love for Lego and Star Wars and everything nerd, geek, etc. But I say that because when I was younger, I went to a Lutheran private school of 14 kids. And so... Yeah, (laughs) up until eighth grade, (laughs) up until eighth grade. So it was really hard to like make friends in that group because 
obviously it's so small that if you don't like someone, you can't move on to the next person. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I didn't learn very many communication skills, just saying, out of that environment. But I was bullied as a kid, and my bullies in first and second grade, they liked Lego and Star Wars. So, <laughs> ironically, oh, no. I started liking it after <laughs> they stopped liking it. And I was a little late to the party, <laughs> but I kept it going since. So I would say, and we talked about this yesterday on Studbuds, actually, ironically, but the, my first memory of Lego is being like in first or second grade and having just this huge bin and everybody in the class, at least the boys, because I think the girls were off playing house or doing something else, but the, mm-hmm. the boys were building <laughs> the sturdiest, the strongest Lego anything structures. It could be just like a regular like square or it could have wheels, it could be anything. And creating a demolition derby where we would literally just like <laughs> hammer them together, and whichever one was still standing by the end would win. And we broke a lot of bricks like that. Probably, probably a lot of vintage bricks because looking well, back, there were probably like some old castle stuff, some old space oh, stuff yes. in there, oh, which is really hard to like think about now as an adult collector. <laughs> But like back then, that was that was recess. That was a fun indoor <laughs> recess for us. Love that. Um, but like, I went over to a friend's house who had Lego, and him and I, we were on good terms. Sometimes he would kind of like waver to the side of my bullies and kind of make fun of me. My friendships were what they were; they weren't super strong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he wasn't a bad kid. He invited me over to his house, and he had a huge collection, and that kind of inspired me to like be interested and then i got my first set when i was probably around eight years old i'm pretty sure it was like 2006 yeah when i got the atrt from revenge of the sith and i built that set and i'm like i need more and (laughs) the rest is history in terms of like my passion for collecting and the start of it wow i think you kind of answered our next question I'll just ask, did you have a dark age? Did you get out of it at any point or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, partially, not fully because I went into high school. I was kind of questioning a lot about my identity being that I went from this small Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lutheran private school to like, for me, a huge high school of 200 kids in my class. What do you do? do? (laughs) So like I was still collecting here and there. I was obviously still keeping up with Lego news that never stopped. Um, neither in high school or college did I like get out of watching content. Um, that was kind of its own part of my journey as well, because I realized that there was another community out there. And it wasn't just for kids, even though my parents would have loved for me to stop buying things and spending money on, <laughs> on plastic interlocking bricks. But, you know, although I might've st- taken a step back from buying throughout high school and college because I was so busy as well time-wise I was like doing cross-country and track musical plays I was a theater kid in high school can you tell um (laughs) (laughs) I was very busy in college as well and I didn't have a lot of money because I was paying for college and working like four different jobs at a time so when college ended and kind of the the pandemic started that was when I got back into it fully and started buying again wow wow awesome I think a lot of people had that experience like you said you know the mm-hmm. pandemic really did inspire a lot of people to get back into it fully i think it drove me deeper into my hobby personally 
It's yeah. a very relatable yeah. experience that you shared. Right. Yeah, I think and I think cool. it was like that combined with social media at the time as well, because mm-hmm. like as I started realizing that there was a niche for Lego on social, that's when like I could justify buying more and getting more into it. Honestly, yeah. I think at this point I'm the biggest Lego fan that I've ever been in a sense. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's really good. Well, it sounds like you kind of I mean, you know, the way that our questions are structured, you know, really, you start telling these things and it really kind of answers themselves there. But, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to ask what got you back into sure. Lego because it really kind of you know, we went through that. But I would right. I would like to know what got you started as a Lego content creator specifically as, uh, you know, those who are listening, um, you know, Matt has a, a very large following, um, you know, specifically on TikTok. It's it's a what, what are you at now? 700 uh, 7730 Oh, so I have to I have to take a step back um, because it's it's hard to like it's hard to explain the content journey without any context. Mm-hmm. It's like this with like d- the dating world now for me too because I don't I'm single and ready to mingle, folks. But <laughs> like explaining to someone that like this is what I do, I have to start from like the origin of it. So when I was in college, my junior year. You'll see how this all connects in a second. I promise. <laughs> I did the, the Disney College program, and I went and worked for Walt Disney World. I made magic in Walt Disney World for seven months, uh, my junior year of college, as a photo pass photographer, primarily in Animal Kingdom, which was mm-hmm. very exciting. My dream was to always work for Disney, so I did a lot of networking, and I kind of secured myself a position after I would graduate my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually took me on as a seasonal employee, so I, I held my employment. Then I went back, and plan was all along, after senior year, to go right back down to Florida and keep working for Disney, working my way up the, the ladder or jungle gym, because that's kind of what Disney is. And <laughs> it's a complex world. So, mm-hmm. of course, I graduated, and that Sorry. was when the entire world changed. I was on a trip to Canada, heard about this like bug that was going around. And when I came back, I realized like, oh, crap, this is going to put a kink into a lot of my plans going forward. And so, of course, after everything started, I was furloughed and then I saw the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. and later was fired just because like... I knew this was going to happen. I was a seasonal employee. I didn't really hold much way in the company. So that kind of stunk for the time because that was my goal and my dream. But I heard about this thing called TikTok. And I had <laughs> done a little bit of posting here and there beforehand just to kind of get a understanding of social media and digital marketing. I majored in graphic design and marketing in college. So that's kind of like the background that I come from anyways. And so I really enjoy social media and I enjoy posting and the idea of like growing an audience. And I wanted to to test that out to see if I had what it took in a sense to be able to do that for myself. 
now that I had the time to do that. And I realized very quickly that there was a niche for Lego. I posted, I was okay. I was primarily posting art related videos before that because I was trying to grow an account to yeah. sell art. And I saw like a business model out of that. But then I posted one video with like a small Lego mock that I made years ago showing that you can make art out of anything and anything can be your medium, even Lego bricks. And that got 40k views, which was way more than any of those videos got beforehand. And I'm like, okay, let's try to replicate this. Let's make something else Lego. Let's like show my collection or like have me holding my Death Star or something else. And that did not as well, but well enough to prove that, okay, there there is consistency behind this. And at the time I wasn't living at home, but I was ready to move back home. And having my collection opened up to me again allowed me to post consistently like five times a day. At first, I don't do mm -hmm. that anymore because I kind of learned what quality was over time. And that kind of propelled me into the like full on Lego direction because it just kept growing and growing and growing until we are where we are today. And like, I don't know, I, I think the biggest things that I remember over the past couple of years have been meeting new people and getting to talk mm -hmm. to folks like you guys. So like, I really do appreciate you having me on and getting to, to talk about this because I never really had a ton of friends growing up, obviously that I could talk Lego with a few mm -hmm. here and there, but this has opened up like a whole new world in terms of like people that you can really pun intended connect with. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's been I the coolest really part of it all. That. Ah, uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> plus we're all studs yeah. anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll see myself. Out. <laughs> well yeah. I so think I that's that, honestly that long that's really response. Too. I hope that answered your question. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I also uh, appreciate seeing the consistency because I listened to your Republic Studs interview um, previously, and that's just oh. you'll see your same over there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we're clicking the same points here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We're clicking the same points here. Oh gosh, dang uh, it! <laughs> <laughs> so now, Matt, as a content creator, what do you focus on? Like, what is what is Matt Mellish's content for those who don't know? Right. So I typically post now once a day i'm not doing the mat dance anymore so i know i was posting no 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 okay oh, to yeah. clarify that was all about showing people that like no matter what it is that you are passionate about if you are dedicated enough to something you can like even if you're bad at it like do it well and be successful within it but i think i've kind of already proven that with lego anyways and it was it was fun to do for a while and make a lot of myself somewhat, but um, it was a lot of fun while it lasted. I'm glad it's over. I was hearing that song uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. My nightmares, not I'm my sure. dreams. I'm sure. Uh, they, play, they play the unremixed version of it at my like main job, ah! and I hear it, and, and I all I think about is I'm like Matt dance. Yeah. You start doing the moves. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, but, but anyway. coming back, coming back. So I post around once a day, and I it's either, you know, I think the best way to put it is 
whatever is going on Lego wise for me, like whatever I'm excited to talk about, whatever, whatever I'm excited to show, that's what I'm trying to make videos on. Um, I think a lot of people start making videos after a while that they know their audience is going to want. And I do that as well. Cause obviously like the community is important and what your audience wants is super important. But I think if I didn't make as many videos as I do for me, I wouldn't still be doing it the same uh, like way that I am. Because I think like part of being a content creator is really like enjoying what you do because it's very easy to get burned out. I'm sure you all know this. Um, I think it's something that, you know, Instantly, as, yes. <laughs> as content creators, we all struggle through um, that and being a, a perfectionist. So at a certain point, yep. like there's only so many videos I can post a day. And I figured that out over time as well. But mm. I try to just post about what I'm passionate about. And what I know that people are going to want to see kind of balancing the two out, because obviously something like secret agent Matt videos where I focus on like one Lego part in my collection and take it back to where that part began and like the journey of finding out that information. And then like maybe in the future, rebuilding that set, that's, that's really like a lot of fun for people. And it's a lot of fun for me. Oh, it takes quite a significant amount of time to be able to produce. So (laughs) yeah, um, balance, balance it all out is super important. I mean, I, I post like, review short form review type videos every once in a while um i have some sponsorships with zavi and entertainment earth and now land they're not really a sponsorship but like it's a partnership uh to mm-hmm. help me like do more re- with my content um i post kind of just like funny trending sound videos as well um those can either hit or miss with views yeah but yeah you know, it's easy it's easy content and sometimes like if I, i'm giving blah, 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 tongue-tied if i'm giving someone a good laugh that's all that matters i Mm -hmm. try to create as much positivity with my content as i can because obviously not to bring us down too much here but we do live in a dark world and Mm -hmm. times are getting tougher every day it feels like um so if i can bring a little bit of escapism to someone else's life i'm more than happy to do that and i feel like that's what's kept me creating content all along yeah absolutely absolutely and then I guess getting more into it. So how do you go about making a video? Like how do you come up with ideas? And then how do you make that idea like happen? I really like that question. I've never gotten that question before in a podcast. So um, <laughs> this is something that I'm going to have to figure out how to answer as I go. But <laughs> you heard so it here. Folks. I knew never Alex. before. Yes. <laughs> we have an exclusive. We here. got the exclusive interview. <laughs> yeah. Right. These are good questions. So I think it all starts with the idea. I think the idea is the most important part of every video. Because if, if you don't have a good idea, then the rest of the video is either going to be really hard to make or it's just you're not going to see it through to be its full potential. So, I mean, I, I also view that Lego sets. Like, if they don't have a good idea for a Lego theme or a Lego set, it's not going to be that great of a set for me. So... Yeah. If I start with the idea, then I kind of plan out in my head what that looks like. Um, I can kind of see it before I do it and try to picture out how I want it to look. Um, I was a graphic designer and I love fine art as well. So I think that's like just the like uh, visual part of my mind, the way I work. So whether that's making a script or like trying to get the right camera angle, if it's a trending video, like 
I, I'll try to do something honestly like fifty thousand times before I get to the yeah. point where I like it. Same. Yeah, and absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad we can all relate. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, tested yeah. a, I tested a lot of different camera angles. I try to get my expressions right. I try to get the vibe right. And I think that's also something that a lot of people might miss. Um, when you're creating content, the persona that you give, the energy that you're displaying is just as important, I think, as the idea. Um, because you have to be in it and you have to want people to be just as excited as you are to be making that content. And if you're not, then they're going to know and it's going to feel fake because TikTok is so authentically mm -hmm. driven as a platform and people can sniff out what's real and what's not. Um, and I've kind of struggled with that sometimes too, because wanting to be someone who is positive, you're not positive every day and you, you don't want to fake it. But oh, at yeah. the same time, you want to give people the content that they deserve to watch and that you want to make. So I try to, you know, like I said, get the idea right, get the vibe right, make sure it, everything matches up like nuts and bolts wise with camera angles, with the editing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with the audio. And then trying to figure out, you know, discern, do I need to add text to this? Is this something that can work without text? And eventually hitting post. Eventually, after 50,000 yeah. tries. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I feel like the people in my house are used to hearing me say like the same one line 15 yep. times mm. in a row. I'm like, hit record. And I'm like, let's build, blah, blah, blah. And like, I didn't like how I said, let's build, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Over and, over and then you, you eventually go back to the first take. <laughs> I know. Oh, For me, I, I would look at it and it's like either the very first one or the last one was the best one. Everything in the middle is garbage. <laughs> yep. 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 For me, the hardest part for me, and I don't know why, is always doing a voiceover. Every time it takes so mm -hmm. long and I don't understand why that is yet. I'm trying to figure it out. But like it doesn't come naturally to me. It's not the way like mm -hmm. I talk. Um I'm, I'm trying to like work on it for myself, but it takes so long. And I think it is trying to, like I said, get the energy right when I am delivering. Yeah. Along. I like voiceovers better. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I feel <clears throat> like I enjoy making the voiceover better than when I'm Crazy. recording. I feel unnatural when I'm looking at the camera and I can see myself. <laughs> do you, <laughs> that's do you awesome for you though. Um, do you record your voiceovers in the app or do you, re you know, do you separately record them and put them into it or? So that's a good question. I guess that's a simple yeah. question. Of kind course. Of is, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, no, no, no. And I, I hope like if anybody's watching who is creating content or even you guys, like you can find value out of this. So I typically at the start, I would do everything in TikTok until mm -hmm. last year when I was like, you know what? I really want to upgrade what I'm doing. I really want to take everything to the next level and just kind of do a quality overhaul mm -hmm. in terms of production. But that's when I started using my camera, which is like, believe me, you don't you don't need this camera to create content. <laughs> this is perfectly fine. Is it a um, DSLR? I have a Nikon Z6 for photography, nice. just yeah. like regular photo shooting, because that's something I enjoy as well. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, works nicely as the content creation camera as well. So I I'll shoot everything with that if I want to on that day. If that's something that I'm doing a review on. And you want really a detailed look of it. That's what I'll use it for. Mm -hmm. Then I take everything into, into Premiere. That's when I'll add the effects, the voiceovers, all of the good stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So do you do that, you do that on your uh, on a laptop or, or what? 
Is that so? <laughs> I need to really upgrade. I'm just gonna <laughs> see. Like, I can have the highest quality camera and the lowest quality <laughs> laptop, and we're perfectly <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> so I have I have an old MacBook that I've had like since junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, as a graphic design major, I'm an Apple guy, so yep. like that's what I've stuck with. I really, really need to upgrade. Like, what I'm what year is that concerned. one? I don't know because <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just saying you're in good company because uh, so I, I'll give you context. Mine, I, I would send to okay. Berkeley College of Music and we all received a laptop that was a MacBook Pro. I got a 15 inch in the year 2007, 2007. OK, this sucker it's is still running. OK, uh, so I had a 2007 <laughs> MacBook Pro. Sounds like a motorboat. Uh, oh, man, I know. Right. It's like a jet engine taking off if it gets <laughs> too hot. So I, I built uh, actually like a, some supports out of Lego that elevate it up and give it room for it to circulate air. I've replaced the battery on it four wow. times. Uh, <laughs> I've got my 2007 MacBook Pro. My wife had a 2013 model that I now have appropriated because we bought her a new MacBook Air. But what Maticus Bricks, that. you're using a an older model, and then Brick Chef is also using an older MacBook Pro, right? Yeah, or okay. MacBook Air. 20, He's got, I use a 2018 Air. MacBook Air. Yeah. Yeah. And Mine, I think, is older than that. Ooh. Yeah. I think mine so, is yeah. like a 2017 or 2018 around uh, that. See, so not, it's not, not that bad. Too yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I think the older models might have been better because um, mm-hmm. this every once in a while, you know, like with all technology, it feels like there's a ticking time bomb in it. Like yeah. as soon as a new one comes out, the bomb goes off and <laughs> it's time to get a new one. So yeah. I think we're getting to that point with yeah. the one that I'm using, which is very frustrating, but it works for now for what I need it for. And I feel I- I'm kind of established in a home studio setting i mean i've been renting this apartment for the last year and i'm mm-hmm. staying until may at least but until i'm somewhere that i know i'm going to be for a while i'm not going to upgrade to the next desk desktop or yeah laptop. so to to that point matt actually <clears throat> i was going to say that um i don't know what yours came with and i don't know how um you know technologically uh, savvy you are in terms of like nuts and bolts of computers but um, right. if you upgrade your hard drive to a solid state drive you will see a marked improvement in speed and and performance on your laptop i mean it is significant right. when i i upgraded my 2007 macbook pro to a solid state drive 500 gigabyte solid state drive i mean it boots up in about 10 seconds that's faster than my iphone oh, that was wow. bought last year 10 second boot to to the login screen um, and then I also upgraded the RAM uh, to eight gigabytes, which is much more than what it came with. So those are two things that you can do um, as an end user, especially when you're outside of Apple Care anyway. So sorry to get on a tangent there, but no, no, if, you, yeah. if you don't feel comfortable with that, I mean, I'm sure you can find somebody who would because those are like some of the like easiest and least expensive upgrades you can do that will inject an enormous amount of performance into your existing laptop. So it can get you a long ways, you know, if you're waiting to upgrade. So anyway, I've never even thought of that. That's yeah, a really huge, good idea. Huge. Yeah. You guys are talking <laughs> yeah. technology and my head is spinning. Yeah, like, sorry. You know, like, <laughs> like the kid yeah. in Charlie Brown with the teacher. Yeah. Really insightful knowledge there. I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying, but like, I don't have the, the technological knowledge to know to do that, yeah. but I know, yeah. I, I don't know how to do it, but I can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Right. Yep. So I, I would I would highly recommend it. I what I did is I cloned my my original hard drive with a with a, an external like dock that I put it in, and then my new yeah. one I I was able to make the exact duplicate of it, put it in, put it all back together, and it booted up exactly like it was before, only like it was brand new. So um, <laughs> pretty sweet. That's anyway, great. um, so no. I'm so sorry to get us off on a big old tangent there, oh, but I mean for anybody who's listening is. to exactly, and and I mean a lot of us out there listening are likely. Um, into you know content creation and what goes into like what kind of stuff do you need you know um, so right. sometimes you can kind of make it work longer but uh, so we did we did have a, a you know actually back on topic question here <laughs> um, so right you know like as as collectors you know I feel like there's a lot of there's so much good Lego out there that. I mean, we don't always get to get the things that we want. And there's, I mean, there's only a finite amount of time, money, physical space to put it in. Um, you know, there's sometimes we miss opportunities. Do you have then as a collector, a white whale or a holy grail type of set out there that you wish that you had and you have not had the opportunity to get? I know you mentioned the ATOT and, and, and whatnot, but is there something out there that is like the one? So I think for me, <clears throat> Excuse me. I, there, there are some sets that I really would like to get eventually for like myself as a collector. Uh, when I was a kid, I was always on eBay looking at retired Lego Star Wars sets <laughs> and watching the prices over the years, especially skyrocket for certain ones. Mm -hmm. And yes, this past year, I had the chance to get the Jigo Fett Slave One sealed, which I haven't really made a lot of content showing or like explaining but that was something that i had always seen that i really mm -hmm. wanted but never had the money for and nowadays it's really hard to even come by a sealed one so like it was meaningful for me to buy it to keep kind of a piece of lego history intact and i'm not going to open it of course guy who sold it to me actually said uh if you decide that you're going to build this i'm not selling it to you like if that's <laughs> what your intention is i'm, I'm not selling it to you Whoa. i'm like no that, that's not my intention at all so wow. <laughs> it's like i want to get the protective dad of his of his daughter like, yeah, right. just with my kid <laughs> <laughs> what are your intentions with my lego set <laughs> <laughs> well put well put that's a good analogy slave um, one will not be defiled <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh man! So, so I got my Django Fett Slave One, and that was a big one for me. But I think the ultimate, and it's the same for a lot of people. I'm not just saying this because of the hype. It's the same with Django Fett Slave One. Like I had seen these sets as a kid when I first got into it, but I really would like Cloud City. Like obviously, mm. it's so much money in the aftermarket right now. <laughs> I think someday it'll come down from that 10k price. I oh, hope. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> Um, one day <laughs> obviously the dropship and atot being a huge clone wars fan and not having the chance to get that set um i got the venator last year well a version of the venator yes. as an old fixer upper uh <laughs> at the same time when i wrecked my car going to pick yes, that that's thing right. up. i remember that <laughs> so <laughs> um dedication it's always to a wild time <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's always a wild time being a Lego collector. You never know what's going to happen and yeah. where the road's going to take you. But Literally. like, those are a few <laughs> that I would really, really like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent Just choices, Matt. Matt. Um, so this is the this is the spicy question, Matt. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Do you have any controversial Lego opinions? 
Oh, anything you can disclose. Hmm. <laughs> can you give me like a topic? Like, what would it relate to? I'm trying to think here. Yeah. So, how about is there maybe a set or theme that everybody thinks is great that you're, you know, not as into, or on the flip side, something that you think is great that is underrated? I'm so vanilla. Like in terms of, <laughs> we have to, in we terms have to pull of... out the the spicy, not the vanilla. We need the chocolate. <laughs> we need the we need the strawberry. We need to find the mint chocolate chip. Maybe pistachio. Get real nutty here. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, I I feel like I had a lot of I don't know. Like like with the sets that I wish that I had in my collection, I feel like I'm pretty normal. But I also feel like I have those opinions before everybody else, at least mm. like before the internet, when we talked about it all together, like when we've come up with like, okay, this is the stuff that everybody wants. That's why I feel like I'm kind of average in terms of everything. But on like being a Lego Star Wars fan, that's so mainstream. I'm a big Marvel fan. That's pretty mainstream because the Marvel films are so big. But in terms mm. of like Lego sets, like I feel like me liking the Death Star not maybe as a model. I mean, it's a fun model. I know a lot of people just call it like a dollhouse, yeah. <laughs> a big round dollhouse. Um, I I don't know. I like it. I like play sets. Maybe that's one thing that like sets me apart from other people. Whereas a lot of people seem to like UCS sets. I like the ones that are location based. Weirdly enough, because I enjoy like the idea of a plastic minifigure and myself being put into that form going through the area. Like, I think that's so cool. Here's yes. one though uh, for you, Maticus. Oh, good. <laughs> we all, you already know this one, but I've realized that this isn't something that's just particular. It's more particular to me than it is to a larger community, which is stickers. Um, uh, I hate stickers. Yeah. I uh -huh. disdain stickers. <laughs> it's not just one pet peeve. Yes, it is. It's not just because like I hate them to hate them. It's literally it, they take the value away from a set, right? Mm. For me at least. Not that I'm ever looking to resell or like I don't know, tear it apart and rebuild it. Right. And then you know, usually I keep things on display. It's the fact that over time they erode. And right. I've realized this being I don't know. I live kind of up north in Pennsylvania, so the summers kind of hot usually if you're on a second floor and in the winters if you, your heat is going the cold outside combined with the warmth inside mm -hmm. heat, it's not good it's not good for stickers let's just say that they'll crack they'll yes. come off the set it'll look awful and you can never get those stickers back you can never reapply them. you can kind of in a way you have to be very meticulous in peeling mm -hmm. them off reapplying them and fixing them but if someone makes a terrible mistake when placing a sticker of <laughs> course at the time you can go to lego and you can get another one maybe but you know as someone who's a secondhand culture as well you're not necessarily going to get a uh, prime sticker pra placement and like i said those are sometimes nearly impossible to fix so i know mr obi-wan kenobricks has a i think a similar perspective to me that we we talked about kind of briefly yeah i mean for me you know the the newer stickers that have that have been starting to roll out in the last generation of lego 
Um, they are a significantly higher quality than the ones that I think have probably really tainted our perspective generationally on stickers. Um, a, a prime example for me is my 2002 Republic gunship. Uh, I mean, it, it's just like almost almost breaks you to think to look at like if you look closely there are cracks in some of the stickers um on a couple of the spots they actually started to like to lift to where the where the crack broke off basically and i had really only two choices either remove the sticker or apply masking tape um you know and or or not masking but uh you know like like scotch tape and unfortunately yeah i did try to find one that was um um, of archive quality. I used to work in an, in an archive when I was in college, and so I, I know what you know. Tape yellows over time. You don't want that, but right. um, you know, yeah, it's it, there's it sucks. It just there's no other good way to put it. It really sucks, and there's no recreation of that sticker. You can't get that on the aftermarket. And try finding one on Bricklink. You pay probably ninety dollars for a sticker sheet from two thousand two. That seems ridiculous to me. I mean, just like as like a, from an outside perspective, I'm sure that's like. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. They, they stink. But I think that, you know, we will only know in maybe five or 10 years what the quality of the current stickers are because they, right. there was, there was notedly, um, just, just something bad about the production quality of those stickers from probably around 2001 through, uh, Oh, He's frozen. <laughs> Gone. He is frozen. He's lost he's in the void. Oh, sorry. He's back. He's, he's back. vaporized there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. This, yeah. This, uh, so bad that it made me leave the podcast. <laughs> wow. It's like your oh, opinion is terrible. No, you can't I, talk I anymore. I apologize about that. Technical difficulties. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, we'll so, only know what the quality is, you know, in like five or 10 years, whether these ones will last or will not. So, you know. So now, Matt, I actually have a follow-up question for you. Um, okay. I don't personally share your disdain for stickers. I understand where it comes yeah. from. But, you know, I think that with stickers today, we get so many detailed uh, pieces that go into these sets. I'm currently building the Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, and there's two sticker sheets. So many little details, Easter eggs. You're going to love it. <laughs> I mean, it's two sticker sheets. Oh, rather. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 just make sure you have them both when you start. I was missing right. one of my stickers. Oh, sheets. you were well, missing a whole sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my question is Would you rather that Lego forego so many of these details in the sets to just have a couple of printed parts? Or, you know, have it be as it is with all of these great little Easter eggs and details that realistically they just can't produce printed parts for everything? Would you rather have the way it used to be with like one or two printed parts per set? I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. Um, I love printed pieces, but you know what I really like even more? The creativity that goes into like building something with bricks. Like, I don't think that something just has to be printed on in order for it to capture the appropriate detail. For me, if something is well designed, it doesn't even need that. And that's also part of the reason why I really dislike stickers. I'm glad you asked that because it helps me like hammer in this point too, <laughs> which is it feels like an excuse. Maddox is just showing oh, something yeah. on screen here. So like something that a, can't be something that can't you be you can't build this. Right. That's this what I'm, I'm like. Stuff. 
It's a really I'm fun little keyboard Easter egg. or something. Yeah. And this <sighs> makes my experience of building the set so much more enjoyable because right. it's there. So I'm, I would rather it be I there than not. I hear you. But anyway. And I think like there are some unique cases like that where it's very easy to print on a two by two tile. I feel, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but there are I, so many of them in this set. <laughs> right. Right. I would rather, I would rather less, uh, and have them be printed than to have you. a ton of stickers because it feels like right. the more stickers we get, the less prints we get. And even on something like a UCS plaque, I know that they've recently announced that they're going to be doing the ones for Star Wars uh, printed, printed, which I'm very That's excited great. about. Very excited about. But, like, I just feel like it's an excuse for them to not have to print something. I, don't I would, I, so I would argue with, so where you said that, you know, the more stickers, the less printed. I, I don't think that necessarily it's a zero-sum game there. That you know the way that the production goes into it, and the way that the like the storage of the individual pieces, um, it's not necessarily that if they make more stickers, they they don't produce as many printed pieces. Because really, for the set as a whole, it comes down to how many individual different types of pieces do we have, and we need to like have an individual place for each of these pieces to go right. when it's in production. Um, you know, I, I think they can still have a, you know a decent number of printed pieces, and especially when you come into things like a windscreen that needs to have printing on it in order to show that detail, they're not going to sticker that in most cases. Um, but but I, I understand where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just I guess if something is in the set that has to be there and it's not, in, how about this? Medicus, we'll we'll compromise on this one. Compromise. If it if it's an <laughs> Easter egg, if it's an Easter egg, it doesn't have to be there in order to make the set like look like what it should be accurately. I'm fine with it being stickered. If something doesn't look accurate without the sticker or a print or whatever it is, then like it should be printed for me. Or it should That's be fair. You know, I think that is actually a fair compromise, and I would like to see that. Like, I do agree that when you have a certain detail that is so integral to the identity of the set, and then that's stickered, I'm not terribly happy with these doors being stickered, for instance. I would rather these been brick-built in some way. Oh. So I understand where you're coming from. You're hurting me. You're hurting I'm me. Sorry. This set now. I'm sorry. I was very excited to build it. I was very excited to build it, you know, and now I'm just a, a little less excited. Oh, wait till you get to the <laughs> oh, rotunda of gateways on the oh, second boy. floor. Just big stickers oh. on one by six panels. Well, the thing <laughs> is, guys, I don't put stickers on my sets. Oh, <laughs> you at all? I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that on this mm. one. Yeah, it's no, just, you're not. There's, there's too much that the stickers add. Like, the stickers are. <sighs> Some of these prints are gorgeous. I'm telling you, they're yeah, so you're not gorgeous. gonna you're not gonna be able to not like. I couldn't review the set until I got my second sticker sheet because mm -hmm. it was missing so much <laughs> without it. Well, like I, I built the the Obi Wan Jedi Starfighter had like 18 stickers on it, and I can't imagine what it would look like without them because it's like that's all the detail. And I compared it with the original from 2002, and I'm like, literally everything on it was printed, and there were like a lot of printed pieces on that on that set a lot <laughs> so i yeah in the past i don't know probably 10 years of collecting i've not put a single sticker on a set i mean wow. maybe one maybe one or two like here and there like but 
at the same like if I know I don't know, did I even I think I might have put them in my Death Star. But usually I don't <laughs> because unless the set is really meaningful to me and I want it to be exactly the way it's supposed to look on display, then I'll do it. But for wow. me personally, it takes away the idea too that you can not that I have or will, but I think Lego is all about being able to make something else out of your creation. And I think stickers kind of take away from that. That's a, well, that's there's your controversial opinion. opinion. I, I know. know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. expecting that. That's a great answer, really, I'm, honestly. Yeah. I'm not going to take my <laughs> finger off the pulse of that because, like, no, I don't know. Right. Like, it's one thing that really is my pet peeve when it comes to Lego. And I just, I see a future where everything could be printed. Not that mm. they ever will or maybe even should. But, like, for me personally, I would love it if they could. Interesting. I can see that. <laughs> it's a good segue to our next question, actually. Like I said, I'm a weirdo, though. What? <laughs> yeah, so what are your thoughts on the current state of Lego and the Lego community? Oh, wow. This is a... We're really getting into the, the deep end here, folks. Um, <laughs> so, overall community... TikTok Lego community. Let's do TikTok. Make it a little more focused. Okay. Because I think the overall Lego community has been and will continue to be. I hope it gets better, but it seems very divided among the different, like, I'm not going to call them clicks, but it's fun to call it that because it's a Lego pun. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that, you know, there's the YouTube group. There's the TikTok group, there's the bloggers, there's yeah. all these different, there's lugs, there's all these different groups that don't necessarily cross over very well. And I wish that could be better. It's the same with themes. Like, there's the Ninjago people, there's the Star Wars people, there's the Castle people, there, there's the Marvel people, there's all these different factions, we'll call them. And I wish that, like, they, they could overlap a bit better. And the beauty of going to a convention is that's literally what it is, is it's an opportunity to go and meet other people. Um, and it's a shame when, you know, you go to one of those and it seems like people in certain communities aren't trying to mingle and mix. I remember like, I don't know, at uh, Brick Fair, Virginia, I wish that I would have spent more time with the Bionicle people. Like... <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily really interested in Bionicle, but I yeah. wish I would have taken more time to say hello to those guys because they have a different perspective than I do, and I would have loved to gain some insight. But TikTok specifically, I really think that that group, that segment of the larger LEGO community is very special, not only to me, but as a whole. Because I know uh, Mr. Brickchef and Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobrix, you guys didn't have the the chance to attend brick for virginia this past year but maticus and i did and i think Bring you could up. also attest to the fact that that yeah. was truly such a great experience not only yes. for us but like to connect with the larger lego community and kind of make somewhat of a statement and sh show people like how open we really are to everyone else and i think that that's kind of like what's missing in the larger community that i just pointed out I wish that everybody could come together as much as we did in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think the future is bright for it because we're kind of setting the bar in that situation, in that circumstance. 
And people, I think, are taking more note than it might feel like at times. TikTok also feels very pushed aside. But as we've all seen, uh, there is a Lego account on TikTok, the blue check mark. <laughs> yes, that's so true. The future is also very bright for that. Um, I don't know. We're, we're all very positive people. There's not been yeah. too much drama. There's some stuff a little bit here and there. We all, but at the same time, at the same time, we're we're pretty mature people. We're not very petty. Um, mm -hmm. And I think for the people that have been in the past, if there were any, um, they aren't very. They're not still around, and yeah. if they are around, they like come in and out. They're not really a part of the larger group as a whole. Um, yeah. yeah. They don't have a I, I big voice. Very, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a very positive environment because we are so connected as well as content creators and we're kind of setting the bar mm -hmm. for other people in the community. Um, in terms of overall Lego vision, I really am concerned in all honesty about some things mm -hmm. while at the same time I'm very excited about others. So one thing that I'm very excited about is the the fact that you look at something like the Eiffel Tower, how much detail, the amount of scale that you can get with sets nowadays, the technology has upgraded to the point where we can get super detailed builds, um, something like the um, the duck from the Lego house, the 3D printed duck. Mm. It's very mm -hmm. cool to think about like what that might mean for the future going forward as well in terms of the playability aspects, since the beak can actually quack. I want that as piece more than I can express. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the 3D printed quality of it, but I think you know <laughs> this is just a test, and I can see going forward how cool things could get. The detail with minifigures is immaculate and something that people have always dreamed of. But with that being said, my problem with it is that my my fear is that it could lead to, and I'm not saying that it is, but I'm saying that it could, the more you get into that, move away from what Lego is. And what Lego is to me, and I think to a lot of people, is something that is very simple, very playable, something that anybody can appreciate from all ages, and something that inspires creativity. And it feels like something like, I'm trying to think, maybe the Eiffel Tower, the Hulk Buster, the Black Panther Bust, those mm -hmm. sorts of things, to me, don't hold those values. And instead, it's, be it's began to focus on the adult market too much. And although mm -hmm. I am a, an AFOL, and so are all of you guys, I think there's a certain appreciation that I also have for play sets. And yeah. I don't want kids growing up in this generation, not having the same fun that I did when I was a kid buying the mm -hmm. play sets that I did because they can't afford these huge, super detailed models that aren't playable. They're not meant mm -hmm. to be played with. They're meant to sit on a shelf. And when you go to a Lego store and you see all these black boxes, <laughs> it's just a wall of darkness as Ooh. I kind of think of it as and, <laughs> I don't really like that. That hurts me a little bit, but at the same time, I, I do see that there have been somewhat of a balance. I'm just concerned 
that it could start going into that direction more. I'm not saying that it will. I'm not saying that Lego, the future of Lego is very dark. No, that's all I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying that like too far in one direction is never a good thing and you need a balance. So I can you guys see that. On that. Really great. Um, yeah. I want to say like, not that I can speak for every kid, but personally, I remember when Lego did start doing the larger collector style models, big vehicles, the original UCS Imperial Star Destroyer. Mm. I would look at stuff like that as a kid and not have the darndest bit of interest. And <laughs> I want because they weren't minifigure scale, because they weren't playsets, yeah. because it was very mm -hmm. clearly something that was a display model. So I wonder, I mean, they have certainly gotten a lot more um, interesting models than they did maybe back then. And there's a lot more diversity. But I wonder if a lot of kids would look at that and be like, no, I'd, I'd rather have this little Ninjago mech that I can play with and does things than... Right the black panther bus that goes on the wall you know i feel like maybe that's something kids are going to see and be like i don't care about that at all um right so i don't know that's just my thought i yeah. i would echo that too i mean <clears throat> for me just thinking about um thinking about the level of detail that is in even the play scale sets now feels to yeah. me like it's something where maybe we are setting up the kids who you know the play sets are, are geared toward for not being able to recreate necessarily the same kind of stuff with their own pieces. Because, I mean, to me, okay, I went through a dark age, and I and I came back to Lego, and I was like, the heck are all these pieces? Like, I didn't know what some <laughs> of these things were. Legitimately, I was like, what? They, I mean, like, literally the only snot pieces we had were a Travis brick, a headlight, or, like, the one little uh, bracket that has four on the, on the side and two on the top. That was it. That's literally it. Now, I mean, everything is sideways. Everything is, is like, such a high level of detail that I, I as a kid, I, I can't imagine, like, what I would be comparing my own stuff with. Whereas growing up in the nineties, you know, I can make that, you know, I'm looking at any picture of Lego out there in the Lego magazine and thinking, Oh, I can do that. And I, I don't want to take away the, I can do that from kids right. today. My, my daughter collects Lego and she's eight years old. And I, I, I see her actually struggle with like how to envision what to make because like the sets that we get her, you know, they're, they're, designed for her age range but they the style is in such a way that it's almost like unless you're a lego designer you're not going to be able to come up with that you're not gonna be able to, right. to do that on your own and so then you'd like have this almost like you get down on yourself because like well what i build is just like you know one by four bricks you know and and so i don't know i mean it's i i understand where you're coming from with that i would hate to see you know too much of a swing in one direction over another i like that we're embracing avol for sure like as I am one, but you know, it's also like, please, we got to embrace you know, a little bit of blockiness and a really good case in point for me, like not even of the play set play scale size is like this brand new set. The, the, um, Wakanda forever. Uh, we're talking about the bust, right? Black okay. Bust. Compare that black Panther bust with the Darth Maul ultimate collector series bust from 2001. Oh my goodness. That was ultimate collector series back then. And it's literally just bricks. Yeah, it's just bricks, man. <laughs> yeah, and we love it. It's so <laughs> I cool. know. Uh, yeah, I'm actually um, yeah about seventy percent through uh, collecting all the pieces for it, parting it out on brick. Good. Sorry for all the noise. <laughs> Did you get the uh, half cylinders? No, because they're like fifty bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> they were that's, only that's the hard that part color of that set. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was one other one. I think there was one other one. I can't remember exactly what it was, but 
Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Mr. Brickchef, what do you... set. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Mr. Brickchef, what are your thoughts on the future of Lego in terms of what? I will just say, is? in my opinion, um, Lego is definitely turning into an adult company. Um, yeah. And a, a for adult company. Um, there's a, I mean, and there's a lot of things that uh, make me think that and believe that. Um, can't get into them right now, but that is my general opinion is that mm. uh, Lego is very much turning into an adult oriented company. We're kind of switching. It, it seems like we're going into like almost a designer route. Like it is mm -hmm. a designer toy. It is not just a toy. It's a designer toy. Gucci Lego. Yeah, there's a little exclusivity. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah. Do you get the new Michael Kors Lego set? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and the, the price certainly goes along with that too. Like as a kid, it's hard for me, and I'm sure like inflation has changed things, et cetera, et cetera. But like yeah. you don't have a job, you don't have like income that's regularly coming in. Your mm. family could be very blessed, and you could be blessed in that sense as well. And receive a lot of lego and other toys for your birthday or for christmas or whatever just normally you could get an allowance i didn't have those luxuries um yeah. most of the stuff that i bought or that i have in my collection i bought that's just like how it was for me growing up and i'm kind of grateful for it because it's taught me the value of the dollar like i've said before but mm -hmm. i'm concerned that kids nowadays won't have the same experience and be able to afford the toys that they that, that we grew up loving so much yep so yeah i will Oscar say I think, I think less and, and less Lego Baton. <laughs> yeah <laughs> less less and less kids are getting these large sets it's i mean mm -hmm. they sell they definitely make lego a lot of money it's not kids buying this sales. yeah right yeah do you think that there should it's be an kids. adults only lounge in the back of the lego store you know oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang out a little back, back room hang out behind the velvet curtain yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I as you go in you know, they're keeping the oh, real. Man. Uh, yes. Oh, absolutely. we're all sitting in smoking jackets. It's like yeah. a. Yeah. <laughs> they have a full bar. Yes. You know. I agree with that part. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so oh, we're running uh, short on our time here yeah. toward the end of our of our sure. stream, but um, as we kind of you know narrow down to the end of our list here, uh, it's been really such a joy talking with you today, uh, and yes. I, I wish we could go on talking longer, honestly. Uh, but we have just a couple more things to kind of cover, and so we wanted to ask. This is kind of an interesting question, I think. If you like our other questions, you like this one. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, what what theme that has not been created by Lego? Would you like to see Lego create if it was possible? Not even necessarily something that that they would even do. Yeah, like um, it could but, be but, some adult movie. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Movie that you want to see. <laughs> Not like that, but <laughs> yeah. like, like like a diehard Lego set. A diehard whole yes. Lego theme dedicated right. to diehard. So, so our question <laughs> then is: is um, theme and then also a specific minifigure that does not exist? It's a two-part question there. Does not yeah. have to be oh. from the theme that you choose. Right, exactly. I don't yeah, like, it should be totally separate. I, I don't like this question. No, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a hard question. I've gotten this before is, on yeah. a live stream, and I honestly didn't know how to answer it. There are so many Lego themes that I would like love to come back. I think mm -hmm. rather than be made, um, yeah, the okay. Caribbean, Indiana Jones, stuff like that, just like franchises that I love. Uh, but if Lego were to do a new theme it wouldn't be necessarily new but if they would make it an official series 
this is very particular to me and what I enjoy, but I think it would apply to a lot of other people, and I think that it would sell well. Let me know what you think. But here's my pitch. Well, actually, I have two pitches, because I guess you could do Lego ideas with either of these. Um, really, any Disney uh, attraction. So, like, being able to build out an entire Disney park, I think, would be really cool. Oh. Having the Tree of Life, the Epcot Ball, the Tower of Terror, um, the Jungle Cru- Cruise set. Like, all of the attractions that you can think of in Walt Disney World, and then, like, building it out from the castle that they've made in the past in the train, I think that would be really cool. As a Disney fan, I would love to see that. And you could make them extremely playable, and, like, I'm sure a lot of people would create their own, like, Disney theme park, or, or like, within their own LEGO city have that. Um, or, I think it would be really cool as a... This is really, really nerdy, but, like, as a fan of, like... <laughs> musicals and theater i think it would be cool to have one this is a lego idea project that i ha- have had in my mind that i've never been able to construct but like a broadway stage wow that you build and then different hmm. packs that allow you to transform the stage oh, into oh, different yeah. shows That's oh cool. my gosh yeah so <laughs> buildable broadway i love get, it get it on right. ideas right now <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh, absolutely. I would yeah. love to. And I'm sure somebody one day will steal my idea and I'll say, it was me. I came up with that. <laughs> and I'll point to this podcast as being the place where that happens. That's right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Proof. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love building mocks. I never have the time to. And a part of that is like me just saying that and that being an excuse, but it's it's <laughs> not putting the effort into like doing mocking enough. Um, but yeah, I would, would love to post that to Lego Ideas. One mini figure that I would love to be made. Hmm. Uh, I don't think we have enough historical like figures in Lego, like real historical figures. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. I think that would be. A, <laughs> I think we have kind of a variation of. Was there a variation of Abraham Lincoln with like the Lego Movie or something? Yeah, I was thinking the Vampire he's... Hunter one. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Lego <laughs> CMF figure. No, but this is the yeah. actual. Well, this is this is the variation. But there is, they did make the original <laughs> Abraham Lincoln also. Oh my goodness. You can't find him. Um, oh, wow. That's so funny. I, I think it would be, I think it would be cool to have like a CMF line with like historical figures. And it could be like globally, like it could apply oh, to everybody. Okay. It doesn't have to be just like American. Oh, yeah. yeah Shakespeare. Exactly. Shakespeare. More of those. I have more Julius Caesar somewhere too. That's awesome. I, I like that Jane Goodall tribute, and then they had the women, yeah. the women in science. Um, yes. Those are so yeah. cool. Yeah, women, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Women yeah. in STEM and women in NASA. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. If, if I were to go with one figure, though, that's really tough. It'd probably be something from Star Wars. I'm just going to like throw that out there. Like, yeah. probably like a, <laughs> some random clone trooper that like you guys <laughs> would know. Like, I don't even know what it is and all. Maybe like a Gregor minifigure. Like from the okay. Clone Wars, I think that would be really cool, like a Clone Commando. But mm-hmm. if I could just snap my fingers and have it be made, there are like I have more ideas, like the minifigure lines, though. Like having yeah. how do I put this? Uh, celebrity songwriters that just be like its own yeah, CMF line. pack. Yeah, oh, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, like be not even just current. <laughs> yeah, and or like an Elvis or Steven I don't X. know with the Beatles. Yeah. Madonna. Exactly. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. How many people would want a Taylor Swift minifigure? Yeah, okay, uh, that's all the one I'm going to All the people. Of the people. <laughs> yeah, Taylor my Swift wife just got tickets for that, actually. The the wait nice. was like, 
like nine hours in a virtual queue or something like that. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> I'm sh shocked, honestly, that she even got a ticket. I know that like websites were yeah. crashing in order. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Google because Ticketmaster made that. all of them available at the same time for pre-order. <laughs> oh, crazy! Somebody crazy. got fired, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. general admission sale goes on until Friday, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was only the like the, the I don't know, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know stuff. <laughs> all right, so to wrap our <laughs> yes. show up. We have a speed round of questions. They're going to be oh, this no. or that question. So it'll be super easy, real fast. I think we're all just yes. going to transition through them. I'm yep. going to yes. start them out. And our first one is thought possible. <laughs> yeah. Boba Fett or Django Fett? Boba Fett. Hamburger or pizza? Pizza. <laughs> Megacron trucks or Playmobil? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Megan. Oh, Megan. <laughs> Is that what to say? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the instructions or mock? I wish I did it more. Mock. Yeah. This determines if we're still friends. Game of Thrones <laughs> or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay, good. We're still friends. <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McGregor. Honestly, I've not seen Game of Thrones. Go ahead. It's worth neither watching. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, Ewan McGregor or Alec Guinness? Ewan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's say. okay. I know. We got the tough ones here. Okay. Brick separator <laughs> or teeth and fingernails? <laughs> uh, there's nothing like old school, but if I'm going to use this, it's going to be a brick separator. Yeah. <laughs> MCU or DCEU? MCU. Xbox <laughs> or PlayStation? Oh, uh, <laughs> I use PlayStation, but I think Xbox is probably better. I'm going to go with PlayStation because that was my okay. original console. <laughs> and then finally, watch Building a Podcast live on YouTube or catch it later on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both. Yeah. No. No shit. Yes. both? Yeah. Well, awesome. that, that that is it. Moment? Yeah, you made it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. I made it through it <laughs> through the lightning that was, round. That was scary. That was hard. Was, yeah. That was really yeah. hard. But that was a lot of fun. I've never I've never done that before. So very very. Fun. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate you being here today, really Matt. Do. It was really nice talking with you. Um, real quick, we're going to give you a, a little opening here to let our viewers know where they can find you and, and you know, on what socials and whatnot. Sure. Um, so you can find me on whatnot. <laughs> you, you can actually. Uh, can yeah. you code? <laughs> so, primarily I'm on TikTok. Um, that's where I post daily at least once a day. And I'm going to continue doing that for as long as I can. YouTube, I'm, I'm working on getting back into the swing of things there. I've taken a little break, but I'm, trying to trudge back into it and gain some momentum going forward with it, uh, especially being in land. I think that will help me like want to pursue that more. It, mm -hmm. It's all about time. It's, that's the only reason that's happened that way. Instagram. I'm trying to post reels every once in a while, but I don't go too crazy because I think the algorithm prefers just kind of a little bit here and there and not the daily stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook as well. <laughs> uh, I have a, a Facebook page there too so that I'm trying to grow and see where that takes me. And uh, yeah, but I think that's I think that's it. You can find me on whatnot. 
But <laughs> thank, thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure and an honor uh, Dude, to chat with you all. And I didn't get to meet Mr. Brickchef beforehand, so this has been a lot of fun. And I oh, know yeah. Thomas, Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobricks, we've talked before uh, briefly last yeah. week. Maybe yeah, that was the week before. Time flies by. Uh, two weeks, uh, yeah, Maticus, two weeks ago. <laughs> Maddox, it's a pleasure as always. A pleasure as always. Of course, of course. And I, I wish the best for your podcast and certainly will be one that I'm always tuning into in the future. Uh, thanks, well, we Matt. appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I think that wraps things up, everybody. We will see you guys next week. Be sure to catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.